Welcome to Listening to Your Gut. My name is Kelly, and I am an educator and future holistic nutritionist with a passion and purpose in this life to educate and serve others, like you. As a woman with two autoimmune conditions, I have found the power in embracing a holistic lifestyle to support my overall well-being. In each episode, I will share inspiration, tips, or research-proven strategies that will help you to listen to your gut, literally and figuratively. Together, we will work to honor our mind, body, and soul through holistic wellness. I am so pumped we are on this journey together. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Listening to Your Gut podcast. This is episode 36. Oh my goodness. And you know what? Today we are going to focus on histamine and hypothyroidism and how they're connected. And really, furthermore, we're going to discuss me as a case study um, because I actually this past week did a little bit of investigating myself. Um, I went ahead and eliminated histamine from my diet to see if that would support me positively and I'm going to share all about that in this episode. So I cannot wait to to share all the things um, because I think this is something that, once again, like a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast, that people just don't know about or talk about, right? So I'm here to bring you those topics and share the information that I have learned through research and through my own experience. And so let's freaking go. Here we go. So first things first, we're going to talk about histamine and just, you know, what is it, um, why why we have it, why um, it can sometimes become um, excessive. Um, we're going to get into some of the root causes of developing histamine intolerance. Um, and then we're also going to get into, of course, the connection between hypothyroidism and histamine, which if you don't know, I have hypothyroidism. Um, so we'll talk about that, and then I'm going to get into really the the foods that um, that are high in histamines, and you know things you might want to eliminate for a while to see if that helps you, um, as well as share. I'll share with you the uh, some of the most common symptoms that you might experience when you are someone who's experiencing a histamine intolerance. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to go through all the things, not necessarily all in that order, but we're going to take care of all of that today. Um, and I'm going to, of course, at the end, share with you what I've done over this past week. Um, as you know, I'm in the midst of healing my gut from candida. Um, so uh, in addition to that, I, you know, did this, did this elimination of uh, high histamine foods and um, really noticed some some amazing things. So I am excited to share all of that with you today. So here we go. We're going to get right into it. So histamine, what is it, right? So histamine is actually a chemical that's released in your body in response to inflammation, okay? But if you're thinking like, well, what if there's already inflammation? Yeah, so it can double, right? You could have inflammation from other other things going on in your body, but then histamine on top of that um, 
furthermore tells your body, you know, activates this response um, for your body that that inflames your body even more. Um, and so, you know, where does that come from? Like, where is histamine coming from? Well, that's a great question. So histamine actually comes from the increase of mast cells. So M-A-S-T, mast cells, um, because what happens is when these mast cells increase, they increase histamine production. Okay, so the more histamine you have, the, the more inflammation you're going to have. Um, and this is, you know, for people who have allergies, chronic allergies, you know, especially in the, the spring and summer months and, and even into the early fall, um, this is what causes your allergic reactions, right? You might take what's called an antihistamine, and that's to decrease or reduce the amount of histamine that that your body is experiencing so that you don't have those allergic reactions. Um, so you're probably also wondering, I, I would imagine, right, what the heck are mast cells? Well, again, that's a great question. So mast cells are actually white blood cells that we have throughout our body, all over our body, um, and they focus on helping us repair tissue once the threat of, of some, you know, foreign, um, you know, uh, entity is gone, right? And when I say that foreign entity, I mean once the, the disease is gone or once the, the virus is gone or once the bacteria is gone. Um, but the problem is, is that not, that isn't always happening, right? You're not always getting rid of the disease right away. You're not always getting rid of the, the virus right away or the bacteria. Um, and so we have these issues with mast cells being either decreased um, or mutated. And so we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but that is, that is something that um, I'm sure you're wondering well, you know, if these mast cells are supposed to be good, then then why aren't they doing their job and keeping this histamine at bay? It's a it's a tightly woven and interconnected relationship. So we'll, we'll get through it as we continue through this episode. But I wanna I wanna segue into some of the the most common causes of histamine intolerance. There's actually eight of them. Um, the eight most common causes of histamine intolerance, according to research, is that um, one could be you know mast cell activation syndrome. Um, two could be gluten intolerance. Three, leaky gut. Four, gut infections. So like H. pylori, SIBO, candida, which I've had all three of them. Two of them I'm I have eradicated, and one I'm in the process of doing so. Um, inflammatory digestive diseases, nutrient deficiencies, certain medications like NSAIDs, steroids, antibiotics, birth control, which if you know, you know, I was on that for almost a decade, and antacids, um, and then also genetic mutations. So we'll get um, more into that maybe in another episode, but genetic mutations like MTHFR and HNMT. Um, both of those help to process and eliminate excess histamine. And so if there's a mutation in either of those genes, then obviously uh, the, the process um, is going to be affected of your body being able, in terms of your body being able to actually um, 
you know, process effectively and reduce the, the excess histamine that you might be experiencing. So, so yeah, I want to continue on with this and let me turn my page cause I've got, uh, an extensive amount of notes on this. This has just been really fascinating to me as I've researched, um, and as I've, like I said, as I've gone through this process myself of eliminating uh, high histamine foods so that I could see, you know, what the effect would be for myself and, and my overall health. So uh, I guess the next step or the next spot to naturally go to would be um, focusing on the symptoms. So like what might you experience if you know, you think you might have uh, histamine intolerance. So some of the most common histamine intolerance symptoms really uh, mirror or mimic um, those symptoms of people who, of course, um, have allergies, right? So things like runny nose, watery eyes, itchy skin, those, those are some pretty key indicators. But again, if you don't have, you know, allergies, uh, you know, common common allergies um you you may think well i can't can't have histamine intolerance well yeah you can we're gonna get into that uh so (laughs) you know i'm someone who doesn't have any allergies to certain you know things out in the environment or inside my home that i know of at this point in time um but again i i have this histamine intolerance which stems from a variety of things that I'm going to get into here in just a little bit. So some of the the symptoms that I've had that have been, you know, motivating me to research this more and really to um, question whether or not histamine intolerance was something that I might be dealing with myself um, include, you know, some of the things that I've experienced include, of course, bloating. So it, it can cause that, right? Inflammation um, naturally causes bloating. Um especially after I was eating foods with high histamine, I noticed that. So that was another um, red flag for me. Uh, rashes, you know, I had rashes on um, on my skin, specifically on my arms, um, on my back a little bit, um, and, and really like on the back of my, um, the back of my neck. Um, and then I, I also had itchy, runny nose, so again, you know, some of those things you might mistake for like the common cold, but these things were happening even when I was in environments where it was warm, right? Like for a while before the snow came, um, we had, you know, the days where it was like 40 and 50 degree weather and I was having some of these symptoms and I was just like, that, that shouldn't be right. That, that doesn't seem right. So anyways, um, you know, through my investigating, um, I found that there is a connection to hypothyroidism and histamine. And there's actually four, um, four really root causes that both hypothyroidism and histamine share, um, together. And so one is gluten sensitivity, which is definitely something that I have. Um, so that's why I do not uh, eat anything with gluten. Um, I'm, I do not have the celiac um, gene, so I, I, I'm not someone who needs to avoid celiac, but um, I definitely need to avoid gluten. It just is better for my overall digestion and 
um, my overall well-being. Um, and that's very common with those who um, have hypothyroidism. Um, the other connection is to leaky gut, which of course, you know, I have a host of things that I'm healing my gut from. So yes, my, my gut um, qualifies or classifies as uh, a leaky gut. Um, and I'm getting to the point where it won't be here very soon. So that's exciting. Um, also digestive issues. So things like SIBO, Candida, and H. pylori. Again, I've had all three of those. Two of them are gone. One of them I am still um, in the process of getting rid of, but I'm, I'm on the, on the mend. So that's good. Uh, and then finally food sensitivities. So, um, one of the, the really big, uh, aha moments for me was, um, I, I did a food sensitivity test about a year ago and, you know, I don't take those super, super seriously. Um, but in this case, you know, I, was thinking back to when I found out that strawberries were on my list um, last year of foods that I was sensitive to. And I thought, hmm, that's just, you know, it's odd. Like, how, how can one be, you know, sensitive to foods that are healthy for you? And, and again, at that time, I was very naive. I had not even started my holistic nutrition coursework, so I just didn't know much about anything. Um, but, you know, in, in the process of going through my holistic nutrition coursework and um, just doing my own research, you know, I quickly found that, you know, you can be allergic to a lot of different foods that are, of course, healthy for you uh, or can be healthy to, to the average person. Um, but it's just, you know, through environmental factors and things going on with your body, you just may not be able to handle certain foods at certain times. And so I did eliminate strawberries for quite some time, and then I worked them back in. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until I started this candida um, protocol that I really started to kind of amp up my uh, my amount of strawberries that I was eating in a day. You know, I would have maybe like a cup, cup and a half of strawberries each day, Um and you, you know, while that may not sound problematic for someone who has a histamine intolerance and strawberries are very high in histamine, that was, that was like a, a trigger for my gut. Um, I, you know, got inflamed immediately um, after eating strawberries. And so, so yeah, so food sensitivities are, are one of the, the four main connectors to uh, that, that connect hypothyroidism and histamine together. Um, so I, I wanted to give you also just kind of like a, a, I guess maybe a, I don't know, a diagram, if you will, or a visual in your head that you could create for how hypothyroidism and histamine intolerance are linked. And so hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism both can cause someone to develop a histamine intolerance. Um, I'm going to speak from the hypothyroidism aspect because that's what I currently um, have. And uh, so hypothyroidism actually comes about from this increased production of mast cells, right? So something's wrong in the body, right? Your thyroid is not working well, and so your immune system starts attacking it. And this could be from a variety of causes, right? Environmental, um, diet changes, uh, stress, 
a host of a host of reasons, right? We're not going to get into all of those today, but those factors then increase your production of mast cells, which then are going to increase the production of histamine, which leads to more inflammation. You're already inflamed because your body is trying to ward off what it thinks is um, an attacker on its system, right? If your thyroid is um, being seen in your body by your, your immune system as as something that it needs to ward off, even though it's not, um, then then this inflammation is going to occur. So you have this increase in mast cell production, which then causes increase in histamine production, which then causes your histamine intolerance to develop, and then that therefore can lead into you having this this autoimmune condition, um, specifically for me, I have hyperthyroidism. Um, I want to also mention too, that there's a really important piece that goes along with this as well. So there's also what's called a DAO enzyme, and that is an essential for breaking down, uh, built up histamine in the body. So that sounds great, right? We need this, this enzyme to help us regulate essentially our histamine in the body, well, you can kind of probably put two and two together, right? That if this whole process of histamine intolerance is happening, you probably either A, don't have enough DAO, or B, there's some sort of mutation of the enzyme. So that is actually the case. It's one of the two um, is typically what is going on in your body, which is why your body cannot effectively process the the overproduction of histamine in your body causing you to have those those symptoms like i mentioned earlier i've got to interrupt this episode for a brief moment to tell you about a company i have been super obsessed with for quite some time woven threads Woven is a clothing company with a mission to promote sustainability diversity body positivity and creative artistic appreciation Their founder, Kiran Jade, comes from a blend of cultures herself, as she is the product of a Hindu-Indian father and Pakistani Muslim mother. Their clothing is super comfy and incredibly unique. The clothing is made from BPA-free plastic bottles, which is so cool. Their packaging is also sustainable in that everything is either reusable or biodegradable, like the paper box it comes in. If you know me, you know I am a huge advocate for eco-friendly products. Not only do they help us live better lives, but the planet is massively impacted by doing so. If you're interested in checking them out, make sure to use my code KellyB20, that's all capital letters, K-E-L-L-Y-B-20, for a discount on each of your orders. The link and code will also be in the show notes for you. I cannot wait for you to check them out and let me know what you think. All right, now let's get back to the episode. So where does increased histamine come from? Well, that's, you know, that's another bag to open, right? Another another can of worms to open, I, I suppose we could say. So some of the, the most common um, reasons for increased histamine would be from gut issues, right? So for me, check, I have that. Environmental issues, right? Medication, so birth control. We talked about that earlier. I was on it for 10 years. Um, 
your diet, you know, if your diet is inconsistent, your diet is poor, that can affect so many parts of, of your life, right? And, and this is one of them. Hormones, hormones being off, stress, um, you know, being high or elevated, and then, of course, nutritional deficiencies. So I don't want this episode to go on too long, so I'm trying to keep it to, you know, to a minimum just so you can get the, the essentials here. And if, if we need to, to make this a, a part two, I can definitely do that next week. And you can let me know by um, reaching out to me on Instagram, uh, which would be awesome. Um, but I digress. So I want to get into, though, the, the foods that I eliminated and also share with you um, some of the other foods that are high in histamine that I am not currently eating, but you should be you know, aware of um, because they are high in histamine. So the foods that I love that I was eating while um, working on you know, eradicating candida from my gut um, include ban- bananas, plantain, citrus fruits like oranges and clementines, strawberries, which I mentioned earlier, spinach, um, and tomatoes. So those are really high in histamine. Um, And I'm just going to mention a couple others that I am not currently eating um, because of, you know, the... um, because of the the plan and what I'm currently working through with candida, it just doesn't... um, allow me to eat certain things so that I can effectively get rid of this this yeast overgrowth. So some other things I thought I'd mention would be uh, things like dried fruit, so apricots, prunes, dates, which I love, figs and raisins. Um, Eggplant is another one in terms of nuts. Cashews and walnuts are really high in histamine. Um, Beans, here's another one, ladies. Chocolate. fermented foods, uh, peanuts, soy, alcohol, especially red wine, uh, vinegar, vinegars, um, except for like the free distilled white vinegar, um, and apple cider vinegar, which are lower in histamine. Um, and then a variety of spices like anise, cinnamon, cloves, curry powder, paprika, cayenne, nutmeg, um, so yeah, there is, and, and that's not the whole list. There's, there's an exhaustive list, um, that, uh, you can just Google and you'll find, you'll find a list. But, um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to just share that with you because it's something that I, you know, dove into firsthand, um, because I, I knew I needed to, um, and, I'm happy to say that after seven days at this point of eliminating completely histamine from my diet, um, I have noticed my symptoms reversing. Like it's not 100%, obviously in a, in a week, things are not going to be perfect, right? But bloating has gone down significantly. Um, I don't have the rashes. I don't have the itchy skin, less runny nose um, issues. And now, of course, I do have a little bit Um, you know, more of a runny nose from time to time because it is, as I speak right now, it is snowing out my window. Um, So it's cold um, and that, you know, will will cause you to have a runny nose. But um, yeah, just overall, I'm feeling so much better um, in that respect. So 
I just also wanted to share this because this goes to show the power of you listening, really listening to your gut, listening to your body. I mean, that's what I did. And I, you know, I took in this information that my body was telling me and I researched my symptoms and I researched into, you know, connections that my, um, my symptoms had to, to other, um, ailments and, and to conditions that I'm already dealing with. And so, you know, the power of advocating for yourself and really, um, figuring things out on your own, I think is, is one of the big takeaways I want you to take away from, from this episode, um, today, because you have the power in you to figure things out, right? In life, you know, the day-to-day, in your day-to-day life, in your health, in, in every aspect of life. And so I just want to, with this episode, not only share this information, but to empower you to really take the reins on your health, health and freaking go for it, right? dive into those things that you're like, why am I feeling like this? Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. What can I do to help myself? And I'm so excited that this summer I'll be able to, I'll be certified and I'll be able to, to lead so many incredible women on their journey to healing their bodies. But for now, I'm here for you. Like reach out to me. If you have questions, like let me know. Um, you know, I I will help you in whatever way I can, so long as, you know, I'm not putting myself um, into a situation where I'm, you know, obviously can't give you medical advice, um, but I can give you suggestions on things maybe, you know, to, to look into. So yeah, that being said, I just, I just, want to empower you to to take the reins on your life and your health. And so I am going to end it there. I hope you have an amazing, amazing uh, start to your week on this Monday. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Before I let you go, I wanted you to know that I will be hosting a Kindness Now challenge in the podcast Facebook community. This is a month-long challenge that starts on Monday, January 31st and ends on Friday, February 25th, 2022. So if you're interested in connecting deeper with yourself and experiencing more loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity, which are the four heart practices, then I encourage you to join us. Each week, I will be sharing about the four heart practices, which I learned through the book Kindness Now by Amanda Gilbert. And spoiler alert, she's going to be on the podcast soon. I will also share several of her thought practices and journal prompts to help you develop more kindness towards yourself, others, and the world at large. In doing so, you're going to feel more alive than you ever have before. I know as I can speak from experience. So to join us for the kindness now, simply click on the link in the show notes. It's that easy. I look forward to seeing you in there. Okay, before I let you go, I wanted to ask a favor of you. If this podcast resonates with you, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute or two and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help this podcast become more searchable, and that will therefore allow me to impact more people like you. Feel free to tag me on Instagram at Kelly underscore Bluth so that I can personally thank you. I am so grateful for you and I look forward to continuing on this journey together. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with a friend. 
It is my mission to support as many women as possible, and together, we can make that a reality. I am honored to be on this journey together. Until next time, I love you, I'm always here for you, and I'll talk to you soon.